Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Rachel Howie. Hello, hello. And Ash Millman. Hello. Now, we are back in more ways than one because we've been away from podcasts mm. for like two weeks or something. We planned a whole bunch of stuff for the rest of the year, some of the decade list, some of the year stuff, a whole bunch of stuff for next year as well. But for now, we're all alive again. So I let's know. talk about a game about death. <laughs> How are you guys finding Death Stranding? Oh, my God, Death Stranding. So I've been obsessed <laughs> with this. Uh-huh. Like, I knew I would get like super into it, but I didn't know I'd be this into it. I've been mm-hmm. totally obsessed with it since Friday. Lush. Can I be I wanted to get you guys in because you two are some of the only people that haven't played some of the other Kojima stuff. And dude is known for being this really over-the-top auteur sort of force in gaming. um, Or as a creative, he's very much got lots of signature elements, let's Uh. say, for better or worse. Um, And yeah, so I just wanted to get you guys in as as, uh, non-Kojima fans, necessarily. Mm. Um, So yeah, in terms of like an opening thing, um, (laughs) how have you found going into like a Kojima game? Like, did you have any expectations and what was that like? I just expected it to be weird. Like Mm. from all of the the trailers and stuff that we've been given and little snippets that we were handed out before the game came out, which I kept up with like most of them. Mm. Um, I just expected something strange and I didn't really know what sort of experience I was going to get. So that was half of the reason that I was drawn to it. Uh Because I thought, oh, I I haven't played uh, the Kojima games. Like I didn't play the Metal Gear series, Mm. um, which I know is like blast for me to you but that's uh, fine uh, Rachel doesn't play Final Fantasy 7 it's fine I'm still alive <laughs> just <laughs> Whoa. but yeah no I haven't played uh, his, his, much of his other stuff so uh. <laughs> so uh, coming into it like as a fresh experience and going okay so what is a Kojima game was half of the fun mm. um, and that that was it expect the unexpected mm-hmm. isn't it Rachel you called it um, deliberately obnoxious obscurity so on. I have a lot of experience in this field and I, could, I know deliberately obnoxious obscurity when I see it because I'm a <laughs> Kingdom Hearts fan yeah. oh that's and such a good the, comparison it is yes. the same kind of like yes this is weird and wonderful and we know it and don't worry it'll all make sense maybe later on and uh, I knew that's what I was getting in for so I was um I described it to you as a 50 pound gamble yeah which was a big deal for me because that's a lot of money these days to just spend on a game that I have no sort of prior attachment to Kojima was just always this weird guy mm. um but I, love, <laughs> I love weird I love weird and and the way that people obviously talk about the Metal Gear series is you can't ignore that amount of people who are that passionate about CDs mm. so, Scott no yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I'm so literally loud. wearing a Metal Gear shirt right now yeah. it's rare as if I'm not mentioning um, it but no it's fantastic mm-hmm. really really impressed with it so far it's exactly okay. what I thought it would be mm-hmm. and then some 
Do you think it's because it's weird in terms of like temper and expectations? Because I knew like it would be this kind of like super well thought out, like, you know, conceptually, like Kojima puts a lot of time into like nouns and terminology. And like, like even in the first couple of hours of Death Stranding, you're hit with like 20 different terms for like, this yeah. is a beach, this is Kyrelium, like whatever. There's all these different things. And so I kind of knew that going in. But like in terms of his other games, he's got more and more out there. Like mm. that you guys haven't played Metal Gear 5, but that was such an over the top. I played the opening sequence thing. with the massive whale and then right. was like, that's enough. So like, even that, like yeah. there, there, there was never any massive whales in the previous yeah. games, and he kind of just goes for that. There's a like, massive whale in Death Stranding. He yes. loves whales. It's got tentacles. That's the thing. Yeah. There's like giant space and like weird like oil enemies and like all the kind of like, over the top stuff. Is it like is it easy just accepting that context? Because it's you just kind of go in and be like, okay, it's a fresh, ridiculous anime type. Yes. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually find that this kind of style of stuff is more believable mm -hmm. in a weird sort of sense of the way. This is I'm not one for like apocalypse scenarios. Never could get into Fallout. Mm. That mm. sort of thing. Apocalypse movies. Ah, Mad Max was cool. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like the more unbelievable, the more believable. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. once you're going with what, it's like in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah, like. Just all of a sudden, one day, the world between uh, the living and the dead was bridged and then all went to hell. People mm -hmm. started blowing up when they died, etc. I, <laughs> I have never been so quickly sucked and obsessed into a world mm -hmm. um, oh, in a long time. I think since Sekiro. Right, mm. yeah. I think since Sekiro, that was the last game where I was just like, I need to know everything about this world. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like even with Death Stranding, oh, maybe even more so. Well, it's like, it's like cause loads of the criticisms are like, oh, it doesn't make sense. It's so like over the top, it's ridiculous. It but does, though. It does make contextual sense. Top. Yeah, well, no, it is. Yeah. It's like insane. I mean, like you're weaponizing like pee, like pee and poop and blood yeah. grenades and whatever. But like, there's all these like insane <laughs> elements that like, it's weird because for me, when people say like, oh, it doesn't make sense. I think they mean it obviously doesn't make sense in a realistic context, but that's so not what he's going for. Yeah. Um, for me, like I, I like how kind of out there it is. Is. Yeah, I really, I, to be fair, as much as I'm like, right over the top, uh, I, really, <laughs> I did really enjoy that it throws you in with all terminology and you've got to figure it out as you go. I, I, I like things that don't hand it to you on a platter and you've got mm. to like engage with it yourself and see how you feel about it. As much as I'm still not entirely sure in Death mm -hmm. Stranding is probably my uh, consensus of it. I'm, I don't know. I think a lot of people How, are, how yeah. far yeah. have you gotten? Because obviously the lore gets, I feel like the, the, the world building gets thrown at you really quickly yeah. in mm -hmm. the first couple of hours and then it goes all quiet for a little bit. Mm. You deliver some pizzas. And then it comes back like sort of gradually after that. What, what sort of bit have you got? I'm to? really early on in the beginning. Like I've only just started like eking my way through mm. it. So I'm not particularly far through. Mm. So I'm still taking it slow. I'm still yeah. living my life on the outside so I can come back to it and not get overwhelmed and go, right, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. Because you can spend ages in that opening bit if you want. Like there's yeah. little generate, like um, they call them like standard orders instead yeah. of like the story ones. And you can just go around, like, you know, <laughs> doing as many deliveries as you want. And um, Josh did that for ages. Like he was messaging me like, he's like five hours in and he's like, mate, I'm never going to leave this area. <laughs> That's what I thought. I am one for completionism in games and Same doing extra kind, yeah. things to sort of grind and level up, that sort of thing. So um, like on a little bit of downtime, I thought I'm going to build some roads. Yeah. Uh, so I went around sort of borrowing some materials, grinding some materials, stealing from some mules mm -hmm. and built some roads. And then I thought, right, great, what now? I, I found myself just wishing that I'd spent that hour and a half mm. Doing the story. Did you not love that you've gifted everyone else a whole bunch I do, of roads? I do actually like that. And the online aspect is weird and wonderful. But then I was kind of like, maybe it is, it's definitely not the gameplay right. for me that I'm into. It's definitely the world building. That's fascinating. Let's pick that apart. Because I've got a whole point about like gameplay. Because it, it is so weird the way that it plays. Like you put so much influence or impetus on like, you know, you're going to use the shoulder buttons to balance yourself. You're going to be stumbling all the time. I you love can get around it. <laughs> Your tweet. <laughs> the day it came out, Ashley Millman's tweet. Oh, oh my God. No, I literally, I, I went, I, put, I got all my stuff together and I don't usually wear a backpack and I was like, oh, I'll sit with a backpack on. I'm going to put some stuff in it and go, go right town. Do, do, do. Is this you in real life? Now? Yeah, literally. Right, good. I think you're talking about the game. Oh, no, literally. 
I, I, was, I got up. I'd just finished playing Death Stranding <laughs> for the day. I was like, oh, I'm going to go out for a bit. Put my, uh, put my backpack on to go and get some shopping. Like, I just wanted some supplies. It was Saturday night. So uh, I, I put it on and went outside. And as soon as I stepped outside, I was like, oh. And like, like gripping to my backpack <laughs> straps. I was like, oh, no. I'm going to fall over. Stumbling, balancing yourself. Like, I, like, I usually wear it like quite low down because I'm cool. Yeah, that's how you do it. But I was like, I, like tied them straight all the way up. I was like walking like upright, like going, oh, left, right, left. I've literally <laughs> found myself like, like carrying more. And then just like every time I'm like carrying something, I'm like, oh, this is just like Death Stranding. And because I love yeah. the game, I'm like, oh, it's really cool. I'm like cosplaying as like Sam Reader. <laughs> I cannot Sam Reader. wait to see the cosplayers with their big heckin' stacks yeah. on their back. One person like, carrying the rest of their squad for the rest of the <laughs> night just in little small bags um, or boxes. Um, and yeah, in terms of gameplay stuff, what was the thing you were going to mention about? Like, it's not necessarily the gameplay that's with you. Yeah, in. no, sure, for sure. Um, for me, it is the juxtaposition, which is a big word that I like to use to try and sound smart, which is the pairing of two things that you would never think would go well together is mm -hmm. juxtaposition. So you have this ludicrous story that is like a mind heck at times, <laughs> throws all these different terms at you, like treats you, like I said, it's obnoxious. Yeah, it, yeah. it knows that you don't understand it mm -hmm. and it likes it. Mm -hmm. So you have that side of it and you also have this really simple side, which is the gameplay, which is you're a porter, a porter bridges. Yes. Uh, you take a bunch of stuff on your back as much as you can carry and mm -hmm. you help people out. Mm -hmm. That's it. Because like gameplay does boil down to like, yeah, you're you're walking around, you're running around, you can try not to fall over. Try not to yeah. fall over. Like there's, there's a lot put into that. Ashley, how have you found it's that? Fetch Quest the Sim, like totally. it's literally Fetch Quest the game, which wouldn't appeal to me at all normally. Like I definitely I subscribe to his world building a lot more than the gameplay, but I feel like mm. it's like Rach says, like the 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 comparison between the two. Oh, it le it does work and just, it does just lend dig into, into it. Yeah. If you're not a fan, loads of people are hating it. So it's it is the most fascinating sort of combination yeah. because mm -hmm. you can do a little bit of like, oh my god, what is going on here? Like you 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 have this crazy boss fight and then it's like, ah, oh, but it's okay. We're just gonna go deliver a pizza now. <laughs> we'll make a road. It'll be lovely. You There's some of the stuff with um the like over like overarching narrative about like yeah, you're rebuilding America. You're bringing everybody back together, and they mm. have they really drill that in, especially in the first couple of hours. Jesus, like they do. So many characters are just sort of like, come on, Sam. Everyone needs yeah. to work together again. Like you know whatever. And he he, his at the, at the very beginning, his dialogue is literally just like, nah, nah, it's not going to work. Nah, don't, don't be crazy. That's never going to work. He's a very one-dimensional character. Yeah, um, at the beginning. At the, ooh. <laughs> no, I do find myself liking Sam as a character. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of like, he is my ground. I feel like he is me because he's just <laughs> like, oh, I don't know what the butts is going on here, but yeah. I'll just I'll just deliver my pizza. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I feel like it doesn't match like him wanting to like help all these people and do all mm. these deliveries, but also thinking, not not believing in well, reconnection. Yeah, we should we should talk about that because there's a there's a key because they want you to have that they want him to have like a starting point and then go out and do everything else and we're not going to go into spoilers at all but like yeah. um yeah he has he has an arc let's say and um but there's there's a really key scene at the beginning where he's talking to Die Hard Man and they're talking about the reality of you need to take all these packages out and go find uh, Amelie who's like this is just the setup of the game so he obviously really loves Amelie who yeah is who's his, like a sister um, half sister yeah adopted sister, sister. figure yeah sister. someone he cares about who's yeah. like off to the the very end of the map on the west hand side and so it's like okay go find her but also like you know put the country back online and he's just keeps saying, nah, America's, like literally his dialogue is, America's dead, no, yeah. I don't want to, or whatever. And then Di Hardman just goes like, oh, well, no, we need you to. Can, like, can't, he, he pretty much goes, ah, come on. Yeah. And then like, he just goes, oh, okay. Yeah. And it just happens. I don't even think he says okay. I think it just goes to gameplay and you're doing it. Yeah. So, and I thought that weird, that was a weird transition. Yeah, certain things are just written to keep the game going along, yeah. I guess. Maybe they weren't completely thought out. <laughs> and I think the thing that I think Kojima's going for is that idea of just like, well, I, he knows it's the right thing to do. And he like, there's a lot of commentary in this whole game about... Um, 
uh, roles and responsibilities and like knowing the thing you're supposed mm-hmm. to do versus yeah. like you know more human instincts and whatever I don't know I feel like I'd be more interested in his story if it kind of felt like more of the mule side of it where he's like mm. delivery dependent I felt like that was something that was really interesting for these like antagonists and stuff mm. and uh, like Sam having that kind of drive to him I think would be an interesting thing we'll have to see how it plays out but. it's the yeah I mean like for, in terms of runtime I'm like I'm over 38 hours in now mm. and like I'm yes. almost at the end but I haven't got there yet um, and in terms of like yeah the way that they do the Sam stuff or the overall pacing of the story I guess it's like a wider comment or a wider sort of problem with open world storytelling because mm. um, I was saying to Rach before we recorded that like sometimes I don't know if you guys have had this with certain cutscenes where like you know a character will bring in a terminology or they'll start, they'll stop mentioning something that clearly yeah. everyone in that room knows about but I don't as a player and I always think because it's an open world game that I've just missed something I'm like yeah. oh maybe I was supposed to go check in somewhere else but um, how have you found that mix of like the cutscenes are super delivered here's a little terminology and also super open ended go deliver whatever you want like I say it is very Kingdom Hearts um, mm. which historically people always compared to Metal Gear yeah. as just being ridiculously complicated for no reason mm-hmm. um, so I am um, pleased I like it I think it's uh, yeah I mean, I'm a big fan too I think that it is jarring but like notably jarring like he's going for like this weird split yeah. personality type feel I, I it is split personality because like the, the cutscenes as well are like so long and involved <laughs> and then like you just have a little bit of running around like at the beginning definitely mm. long and involved and then a little bit of running around and then long and involved and then loads of wandering around and then a little bit where you see the like, some baby flashbacks and that sort of thing it's like oh <laughs> cool thank you mm-hmm. yeah but BB <laughs> is a, a BB is a bay B He's your baby. B A E B. Um, Good. <laughs> yes. But no, I, I really like the terminology. I really like the world building. I mm-hmm. think that's part of the draw of this game. I think if it didn't have that, it'd be a piece of crap. Like, mm. is the thing. Like, if it was just go and deliver things and reconnect America without this massive world that you need to unpick and understand as you go, that's where he's managed to, like, put the draw in. Mm. Well, the one thing that we have sort of, like, left out of the gameplay side of it is plotting your route. So mm-hmm. basically, you have these really interesting things in this world, like so, uh, Timefall. I'm obsessed mm. with with time fall. Yeah, the rain see, is time. Like the first opening cutscene when you just know that they're trying to avoid it and you see her hand that he gets one wee drop on him and it wrinkles Makes it, yeah, he's all, all. And I'm just like, what is this rain? What's up with it? So like finding out about that and then obviously now you know what it does. It, it fast forwards stuff. I think that's brilliant yeah. because it comes into gameplay where you have like these packages to get to a place. If you don't get them there fast enough, you get caught in the rain. They rust. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so plotting a course, you have to make sure you don't go through somewhere with rain mm-hmm. you have to make sure you don't go so- through somewhere with bts mm-hmm. um which obviously that gameplay is linked to the story so the gameplay isn't just like carry a thing it no no I, I mean i've always been every time someone says like oh it's just getting something for me to be i'm i'm gonna say well the witness is just connecting dots like no there's yeah. always more to this <laughs> the stuff. witness is connecting dots and it is just carrying it's Am- no, actually, amazon it's not. prime simulator that's what it is no it's not it, I, I like it i'm enjoying it but it's amazon prime sim 100 yeah but you can like in the words of michael cedric you can reduce anything like it's yes. not there is like you're not wrong but there's also like way more mechanics to getting from A to B in terms of like the different items that they give you and whatever yeah. um, but that's the thing that's weird because like the main the main loop is deliver the thing take the next thing go deliver the next thing um, how have you found the like deliberate because they, they want you to be frustrated and to feel like it's a slog especially at the beginning mm. um, I think it's intentional based on where the narrative goes oh but it's fantastic see the first like it? oh it's fantastic <laughs> see <laughs> Going from just walking and tripping up over every single stone, every little pebble, to when you first learn how to make a charger and you get a bike. Mm. Oh my god, I've never appreciated a vehicle more in my life. Uh, ever. Yeah, because they, they tease you with the bike because you see one first yeah. before yeah. you get to the wind farm, and then like you're like, okay, oh god, I need that, and then it's out of juice. Yeah. And, like, okay, and then fine. of course, like without obviously ruining it, you get more and more helpful things that help you carry mm-hmm. more stuff, and it's just this really satisfying progression mm-hmm. where I went from being really frustrated at not being able to just jump down a mountain because I would break 
literally every bone in my body uh, to now being able to just do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I think that's the, that's the, I would say that's the main hook of the whole thing is that yeah. he wants to reinforce this horrible slog at the beginning, which I will say I didn't feel was that bad. Oh. I'm with Rach for, most, for the most part. I feel like my, my opinion skews more negative than you guys because I'm quite impatient with games. Mm. I, like, I like going to my game, having my, wow, that was a really great experience. <laughs> I'm full of adrenaline. I had a great time. I killed a load of stuff. I, I progressed in the story. I learned this, I learned that and the other. Mm-hmm. Like with Red Dead when it was like, go fishing for ages and that that was it I was like oh why do I do (laughs) maybe it's because this game obviously has quite a long run time Mm. Uh, so an hour's Mm. worth of Death Stranding gameplay compared to an hour's worth of say Dark Souls gameplay Mm. I don't know Call of Duty something more immediate yeah something with a campaign that's a bit shorter a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Do you think it's maybe just because... 
of the investment. Well, I just, it's just stretched, isn't it? It's just stretched. Yeah. Like I enjoy mm. it and I like it. And if I had time to really like sink the the whole fifty hours in quickly, yeah. mm. I think I'd enjoy it a lot more. But I, I, I like when you come after home from work and you have like one or two hours with it, and <laughs> yeah. like all I've done is like build a road or like go and bit, like yeah. walk a little bit or pick up a parcel, but I haven't actually seen any story mm. that progress. That's the only thing that kind of gets me. But that's my personal preference as a well, gamer. Like, the other night, um, I, I put it on. I was having like, a night of Death Stranding, yeah. and I only had a couple of hours ish when it, uh, you know, all told. And I ended. I literally spent those two hours just on a mountain, just yeah. trying to get. Get off a mountain because I that couldn't would feel build like, anything. Sorry, no, that's right. That, that would was, feel that like a thing. waste of two hours to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Little bit. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, like, it's weird because it does all like you, the thing is, it's like a catch-all criticism bucket because everything goes into like, well, it's meant to be a slog. You're and meant to get America back online. You can do whatever you want yeah. as well. You can choose to do these extra missions. You can choose well, to go the hard way up that mountain. I know <laughs> that's the thing. It's like this one was like it was a story mission in terms of the destination, but yeah, like, if I did, I just pick the wrong route or whatever. Mm. But then you know, like I said, narratively. Like, like loads of dialogue reinforces the fact that it is a slog and, re- and I keep calling him Reedus Sam Bridges um, I keep calling him Norman it's fine yeah <laughs> Big Bad Norman he exists in the game at least with yeah the little, the little, yeah, the, yeah the, the AMC thing with Godzilla yes and um, yeah and it's like you know he he talks a lot about things being a slog and like he falls over and he's like oh come on he's like eyes up like yeah know, he talks to himself he talks like to himself that. quite a lot and he like and they want to they want to reinforce that because they do change his dialogue eventually in terms mm. of things that he says and whatever to reflect his arc and whatever um, so it's like stuff like that where I'm like okay I get that you've designed this frustrating slog mm-hmm. um, and I like that in terms of like, like artistically or whatever yeah. like I don't you know I don't need all my movies to be Michael Bay movies I mm-hmm. don't need my games to all be you know Call of Duty or whatever yeah. um, but I guess that's such a big risk in the current industry but how much did you guys know about that specific stuff going in was it kind of assumed alongside the Kojima thing that it would be kind of like challenging and different and uh, yeah. 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 I, I guess so like I, I guess knowing that it's again delivering parcels all the time <laughs> like you know you're going in for something long mm-hmm. I think what you say about it being um, like not being a, a Michael Bay game yeah. sort of thing it's interesting because you are like it is right it's, it feels like gaming is leaning more to the artistic side mm. of uh, delivering something like uh, where you have long form films and long form games and everything mm-hmm. to make you experience a feeling rather than having uh, a big fun shoot 'em up experience mm-hmm. whatever just entertainment it's not entertainment it's, it's posed as something to make you think and um, be entertainment. well, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, it's it's not it's not as much as it is entertaining as it is thought provoking. Yeah, I would totally. say Death Stranding definitely sits like if there's a spectrum, it sits on the thought provoking side more than it does blind entertainment. Yeah, and he tries to if that was like a Venn diagram, he kind of he tries to walk in between the two sometimes, yeah. and like the actually almost like yeah, the cutscenes are the thought provoking stuff, and then he tries to do a bit of that with the gameplay, and mm. sometimes it overlaps quite a lot. I think credit must be due to the marketing for the game because mm. we were obviously we were looking for anything and everything on this game. There was no playable demos. I stayed away from uh, most of it, but like yeah. and stuff like that. And we were just like, you know, this is going to be. I I had faith in it. I was like, the memes from this game are going to be <laughs> hilarious, and I was right. Mm-hmm. They are pretty good. Little baby with a little thumb. <laughs> Even just Ash saying it's an Amazon simulator. Totally. Just, I, I love stole that from someone else, by the way. It's not my. It's not my IP. <laughs> exactly. I just I love that sort of banter, and I love being part of like. Obviously Obviously loving the game, mm-hmm. but I love like making fun of it as well. I mm-hmm. knew it would be like that. Um, but yeah, the marketing gave nothing away. And I think that was key mm. here. So that was like, I knew, like I mentioned before, that it was Gamble because mm-hmm. it had the potential to be... It, yeah, I mean, like Mental. going into it, like because the the thing is, like he hasn't, he's d- not done something as like contemplative. I mean, this is literally like the ultimate walking sim. Mm. Like for as much as Gone Home and Firewatch get yeah. labeled as that, like this is a this is way has mechanics labeled. Yeah. You know, the revolver on walking. I do love Benjamin Richardson's quote that <laughs> Kojima literally took mechanics that we hated, i.e., walking and uh, over quests. over encumbrance and side quests and 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 it made, like, made it into a game. A, made it into a game. Yes, it's weird because I think that's the thing is like um, one of the things I love the most about it is that it 
takes an open world and makes it a level. Like so many open world games, it's like, okay, your destination is here, just arbitrarily drive or walk there, and it's boring. Like mm. that's the stuff that puts me off spending hundreds of hours in Assassin's Creed. But like but all the new Assassin's Creeds. But like, you know, I've got forty hours in this and every trip I can pretty much tell you a story about nearly every trip that I've done. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've been documenting my experiences and mm -hmm. it's just it's mental how like I could have a completely different journey across that river mm. one day mm. to, to a different day. It's amazing. What are some of the uh, biggest like things that made you go, oh come on? I, if you had anything like that. I drove my bike right into a BT. <laughs> nice. Smacked right into it. Sludge oil, everywhere. Oil everywhere. <laughs> oh my God. It was like that. That was like. Did you escape or did you go into the. I fight? was fine. I've still never right. died. Oh, really? <laughs> still never died. Interesting. Um, no, that was brilliant. I'll never forget that. That uh -huh. was so funny. Actually, yeah. Did you have a. <laughs> Oh dear God! Moment. Just the whale appearing, like the big squid whale thing appearing <laughs> for the first time. I was like, "What the hell? Like, please, like, cause it can, like it sucks you back. Like, it sucked me through a load of rocks, to, uh -huh. and I didn't know where I was. Yeah, because like, where's you, my cargo gone? You think yep. you're dead, and yeah. then and then it gives you like another chance. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I got sucked all the way back. I was like, "Where the hell's my boxes?" I was trying to run towards them and didn't realize that it, I thought it was just like a big symbol. And I'm like, "Oh no, there is a giant squid thing chasing me." <laughs> and I was in a river at the time, so like the the black goo was in the river as well. Right. So I was trying to like wade through the goo in the yeah. river, and like yeah, it was horrible. I got out of it, right. but it. That was uh, my please, please let please, off. Please, yeah. Lord Codge. Have, uh, have neither of you guys um, died yet? I know no, I've not died yet. No. Oh, you have. Okay, I'll not say what happens when you die. Well, I can guess what happens can because uh, we do know that when people die, they uh, they explode. They explode. You guys. Well, you guys will know at this point that um, you go into like the seam, don't you? Yes, you go into the seam, and, and I keep again. I keep calling him readers, Mister Sam Readers. Um, always comes back because he's a repatriate. He's like this, yeah. you know, specific thing that always comes I back. I keep thinking reprobate when they say it. <laughs> <laughs> Not at this repatriate. point in the story. But um, <laughs> yeah, so like the thing with, yeah, the bodies and, and death and everything is it creates this big crater in the world, which in the game world does leave a crater for the rest of your save, or at least as far as I can tell. Because mm. um, the one time I died at the very beginning, it was right next to the incinerator. Um, and how, it actually takes the building out as well. Oh, like, God. So it's like Terminator. It's like this big like so you know, globe taken out of it. If you spend a while making a base and then Someone die near the it, base. Or you die next to it. Yeah. Wait, can you see people online's craters? Not their craters, but oh, okay. you, you could blow up someone else's no. like, road or something. Could you ruin your own game, though, if you like died like near enough to one of your uh, home I things? assume they've had something in place. If you try to like, take out a mission giver or something, <laughs> just dead man God. flying off, I don't yeah. think. Um, dead man. <laughs> easy away. But um, yeah, actually, yeah, we can sort of pivot um, for the last bit of it in terms of like characters and the naming conventions of oh. them and stuff like that. Oh, no, they're ridiculous. They're yes. ridiculous. They're ridiculous and a little bit game-breaking. <laughs> Die hard, man. Like, they're big banter. They're very funny. I enjoy them. But they're created for memes. They're, they're not created for the game to create for me. I think it's it's so weird because this is someone, a Kojima, someone who's known for making casts, entire casts in games that are all memorable, that people get tattoos of every single character, mm. even NPCs and everything. And so he's put so much thought into each one of them in terms of conceptually, like what they are. And I'm not spoil um, any of the characters um, in terms of why they're called that thing. I think we've met enough that are ridiculously Yeah, you guys haven't so had their, all their yeah. backstories yet. But in terms of like why they're called that thing, I mm -hmm. think he's going for, let's label them like a, like cargo, like mm. let's call them the most like objectifying possible thing. Um, and I think that that works in the larger narrative in terms of like transporting things. Die hard, man. Well, you, I can tell Does you why he he's really called that. Does he really like Die Hard? Like, no, no. He, well, maybe, but I mean, his uh, his whole thing is more related to something more. Bruce Willis, man. Like... <laughs> now, I admit, Dead Man kind of popped Deadman. me a little bit. Deadman. Deadman. Sorry. I mean, Deadman no, he is definitely Deadman. Used, Dead used to be a. Uh, what's the, what's it where you do autopsy? An autoptist? Used to, yeah, used an op to work autoptician. With... I mean, the thing with um, <laughs> the theory of Just a dead a man would be a good name. 
for his chapter. I don't know, but in terms of the naming conventions, I think that, because um, we had a note down that we were going to talk about the role of women in this game, because I think that, um, to not like take it all preachy and, and political or whatever, but it's it's valid, because Kojima has a history of writing women and being super lechy and leery with them. Um, he also writes incredibly powerful women. I have to say that one of the most powerful characters in Metal Gear history is the boss. Mm. And the whole, the whole reason that entire game's mythos happens is because of one character called the boss and whatever. But um, in this game, I think the naming conventions favor men anyway. Like, you know, you've got Fragile and Mama, um, even though Mama has a, has a real name, quote unquote. But um, where have you guys found, or how have you guys come, came down on that initially before I go into more My instant depth? response to having two female characters presented me as Fragile and Mama, when you've got like <laughs> dead man, die hard man, yeah. cool man, combat veteran, all this sort of thing. It's like, oh, Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. again, Kojima. Thank you. Yeah, Fragile, mm. I kind of like, I was, a, I, I, initially I was like, Fragile, yeah. the woman. Yeah, I think everybody but was. But then I think she's kind of maybe known by that in an ironic way she, because she's, she's clearly pretty badass. Yes, they, they do a lot with her. She's a really good character in terms of an overall character. But um, yeah, she's called Fragile. The reason is because her company's called Fragile. Yeah. Um, but then the thing is, like, is I think it, I'd sort of choose to choose to see it mm. like like you would ironically call a big guy tiny. Right, Like okay. that kind of style. Like yeah, she's that works. clearly I mean, a badass with spiky shoulders and you could teleport and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think it's an ironic. That, yeah, thing. that totally works. They do. Um, you guys won't have seen it yet, but they do. You know, they do more story stuff with her, and they flesh out like another reason as to why she's called fragile, mm -hmm. and like they do more with her. I, I, that's my overall point with this is that like um, something that my wife notices is just like that the he Kojima tends to put women through hell in his games, and yes. I don't know whether that is a reflection on how strong he, he thinks women are overall, or whether it is this sort of like you know I'm going to beat you down more and more. It could just be a reflection of like society and Maybe. all that, like patriarchal and that sort of thing. I know those are like well, sort of words, but Still you know though. what I mean. Like, it's a reflection on where we are at the moment, mm -hmm. how it's going to be changed, how yeah. things were, how they're going, all that sort of thing. Like, mm -hmm. women having a hard time is, like, I, I understandable mm -hmm. in the way that he processes different societal viewpoints mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. But yeah, uh, Mama and Fragile, I was like... Because they... Well, go on, Are you forgetting that he made the president a woman? True. Yeah, I mean, they make a point of saying it's the first ever or last ever uh, female president. Yes. Um, who immediately dies, though, sadly, at the very beginning. Yeah. Of cancer, very, very weak very and frail. very the frail. Other one, <laughs> the other one like, that we get left with is just uh, did, upgraded from like her daughter and is... Oh, I need rescued. Come yeah. across the world well, to yeah, rescue Yeah, even that is like oh. Mario, like, you know, and then, yeah, so th there's that's the thing. There's problems with that. Um, that's my other point with, like, Kojima's auteurs, that, like, I, like, reading into him, I know that he lost his dad when he was 12 years old, and he mm. seems to have this... Like obviously he has a very close relationship with his mum. And he has so much stuff in this game about like um giving life, like the idea of like archetypal female roles in like human history or whatever. Um, you know, the idea of like like birth and like motherhood and what does yeah, it mean yeah. and things like that. And like <laughs> I, do, I, I don't think it's necessarily handled very well. Although I do stick up Mama's like my favorite character. Yeah. Um, I think she's great. But like, yeah, it's just stuff like that that I think it's it's so on the nose. Like Yeah, I think it's interesting and I'd I I need to see how it plays out a lot more before I come up with some like big feminist dissection of mm. how it all works and sort of thing but um from what i've seen so far i haven't seen a lot of it so that's 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 the truth mm -hmm. from what i've heard of the the birth and the rebirth and everything and motherhood i think that's a really interesting topic to approach mm -hmm. but again it just depends how it all plays out because have you had the explanation for what the bb's are yet yeah the um i was gonna say the still mothers yeah, yeah. that really oh that, that makes my, me that so made my wife sad just go like, I, mm, i'm not like, we're still playing through it together but she was like that's oh. a really horrible but i think 
that plays into where that character with them um, where Mads Mikkelsen's character goes, uh, or at least yes. what he's meant to represent. But it's things like that. Yeah, they speak to this sort of like weird like roles, like mm. sort of like you know gender roles or assumed roles. But then I think he does put roles for all his men as well. I think the way yes. that he treats people is very like strangely boxed off anyway. Mm. Um, and obviously that obviously comes with different connotations when you do it to like women or other people or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like. I don't know. I think his approach to people in the world is is his own unique vision. It's very auteur. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So the way that it plays out, it's not. I'm not going to sit here and like harass him for doing mm. it wrong. Mm-hmm. Again, I need to see more of it. So far, I mean, like, yeah, having played all of his stuff, there's not so far. There's nothing as egregiously horrible as like the Beauty and the Beast unit in Metal yeah. Gear Four, or like the way that he shoots Quiet in Metal Gear Five. Yeah, yeah exactly. At least like compared to Quiet, because I keep calling Fragile. <laughs> I keep calling Fragile Quiet. I don't know um, why. At least Fragile, uh, etc., mm-hmm. are all very tastefully dressed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which for him is a major step up. Mama, Mama works around d- 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 science and stuff all day, so she's dressed a little bit more minimally. But mm-hmm. she, she's a working girl. She does mm-hmm. stuff. Not a working girl. Oh my God. I know what you mean. <laughs> but I think yeah. That, I mean overall, in terms of the roles that they give those characters, there's way more agency. There's way more for them to do. They have way more importance. Like yeah, they're not just hey, look at this hot woman. Yeah, which is something that he used to get so caught up in. Um, but that, that's good that it's grown and, and shown developing that way as well. Mm-hmm. Like I think that even if that's his past, that doesn't mean it's going to be his future and the mm-hmm. way that he perceives things and puts things out. And mm. has listened to criticism and processed it differently. I think that's a really good thing. Yeah, it's just it's it's just fascinating. I think like as we're all kind of these all thing everything that we're doing on Death Stranding at the minute, the videos, the pods, and everything, um, one pod so far is uh, you know is very much in progress. Like you know we're all playing through it. None of us have finished it yet, apart from Benroy. Um, so oh, which is why I'm staying it. away from that man. Yeah. But um, when we've all finally got through it, we'll be able to have more holistic opinions on everything. But um, I just think it's one of the most fascinating games of the year. Like for better yeah. or worse, at least we've got something that is inspiring this much conversation around everything. Yeah, I'm really really happy to be part of the part of the conversation and the it sounds discourse. it sounds proper like hashtag forever alone <laughs> but no i'm really really happy to be um it's just a fun thing to discuss to, mm-hmm. to talk about like how mo- mental it is and just and i kind of miss games having this much thought put into them yeah like so many formulas and so many platforms for content mm, and, i don't like, know whatever. pieces of it still grind my gears a bit I don't, totally. I, I don't know how i feel about it still like i don't know if i'm gonna like see it through to the end mm. or if i'm gonna end up being like Put down the damn cargo. Yeah, and I but think. I th- sorry. Oh no, I, was just, I think there's a dis- for me there's a totally a distinction between like being thankful that this thing exists yeah. at all, and then like oh, even yeah. if it stumbles, like Sam Porter, Reedus Bridges. Yeah, yeah. Darryl, I'm then, really yeah. bad at just completely overlooking the negative, so it really is obviously refreshing to see mm. the other side of it. Yeah, sure. man, and we'll probably do a follow up for this. Yeah, I think it's uh, much better to have an interesting failure. I don't think this is a failure, but a much more, it's much better to experiment, have a failure of something that you can talk about and dissect to the mm-hmm. high heavens, than have something that's safe and placed by the same rules all the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Totally. But yeah, let us know what you think down in the comments below if you're watching the video version or come find us on social media if you're listening along on the audio platforms. For now, though, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast and I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined <laughs> by Rachel Howie. I love Death Stranding. <laughs> and Nash Millman. Uh, that's not my opinion on it. No, I, I, it's okay. You can totally this have is, a burr. This is the end. Goodbye is probably one of the Yeah, you might with. return. You might not. But for <laughs> now, catch you later. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.